Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, everybody. This is Rabbi Ben Kramer, and we are on Daf Lamed Chet of Masechet Shabbat, Daf 38. And at the beginning of the Daf, Rabbi Chia Bar Abba is asked an interesting question. Uh, it has to do with Shehiyah, uh, which, uh, which we learned in yesterday's Daf is putting food uh, onto uh, the kira, onto the oven, uh, onto the stove, I should say, before Shabbat. So the question he's asked is, if one uh, left a pot of raw food on the kira before Shabbat, and then it cooked on Shabbat, can he eat it? That's the question. So in response to this, he, uh, Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, quotes a Mishnah from Trumot, which says that if one cooked on Shabbat uh, beshogeg, that is, inadvertently, then yes, right, the person can eat it. So it's late Friday night, and they discover that uh, that the raw food they left on the stove had, had cooked, and, and they had no idea. They can go ahead and eat it because it was an accident. But if the person did it amazing, if they did it intentionally, then no, they're not allowed to eat that food. So the Gemara goes on to say that, that the mission is not really applicable to our case because that mission is dealing with with cooking on Shabbat itself, right? Putting the food onto the oven on Shabbat, not with with our case uh, of shehiyah, of putting the raw food on the oven even before Shabbat starts. In in our case, uh, we have sort of two possibilities of what the law might be. One uh, uh, is the opinion of Rabbah and Rav Yosef, which is that it's permitted, right? Because even the one who put uh, the food on before Shabbat and then let it cook on Shabbat didn't actually do anything on Shabbat, right? The food cooked on Shabbat, but but the person didn't put it on there on Shabbat. They didn't they didn't cook it. It just was cooked, sort of on Shabbat, and so they say it's permitted. Uh, the other opinion, uh, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, uh, says no, it's forbidden. So why? He says because putting food on an oven before Shabbat Shehiyah, is only forbidden rabbinically, not biblically. It's only forbidden rabbinically. So he says if we permit a person. Uh, to eat the food uh, that he put there before Shabbat by accident, then people will eventually come to do it on purpose and just say that it was an accident, right? If you put the raw food on the kirah before Shabbat accidentally and it cooks on Shabbat and we say, well, that's okay, you can eat it, uh, then his concern is that eventually people will come to say, uh, uh, oh yeah, that, that was an accident, uh, when really what they did is they, they intended that raw food to be cooked on Shabbat. Uh, so he's worried about that. Rabban and Rav Yosef are, are apparently not worried about that. Uh, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak actually turns out to have a good, uh, a good chashash here, a good concern, because, uh, later on, uh, on the Amud, we're told that that there was a, a decree made by the rabbis uh, precisely because people started to do that thing. They started to leave the raw food on the stove before Shabbat, let it cook, and then eat it by saying it was an accident. And since it was an accident, uh, then it's permitted. So this the issue of 
uh, intentionality, right? Of doing something uh, unintentionally or intentionally, accidentally on purpose, however you want to uh, want to think about it. That idea appears a lot uh, in, in the Talmud, right? What your intentions are matters in many instances uh, 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 of the law. Uh, intentionality plays a role, for example, uh, in determining uh, whether one has properly performed a certain mitzvot or whether uh, someone's uh, uh, food has become susceptible to, uh, to tumah, to ritual impurity. In our case, uh, this distinction in, uh, in, in a, the person's intention is what allows the rabbis to be lenient uh, and not to punish people uh, who made a mistake and accidentally left some raw food on the stove uh, that cooked on Shabbat uh, rather than force them to, to sort of throw that food out. Uh, remember, we're living in a world here without refrigeration. Uh, the rabbis were lenient. And, and it's, it's the issue of intentionality that allows them to be lenient, to say, you know what, y you weren't trying to do this. This was an accident. Uh, so, so you know what, just go ahead and, and eat it. The thing about intentionality, though, is that it requires, requires a certain amount of personal integrity, a certain amount of loyalty to the, to the legal system, and a certain amount of, of, uh, of fealty to, to rabbinic authority. Because in the end, uh, you're the only one who really knows what your intentions uh, were. And, and thus, the, the distinction between uh, intentional and unintentional acts uh, opens up the door to deception. So in our case, it, it's not, I don't think that, that the people were going to cook on Shabbat no matter what the rabbis said. Uh, those type of people, I don't think, would have gone through the whole pretense of, of lying to the rabbis about their intentions. I think it was rather that they saw that, well, they could cook food on Shabbat just by doing something so easy as, as misrepresenting what their intentions were. Thus, from a, a certain perspective, this leniency, uh, based as it was on intentionality, was actually a stumbling block to the people, right? It, it encouraged them, in some sense, to cook on Shabbat. It certainly tempted them uh, to cook on Shabbat. And so the rabbis decreed that, in this case, intentionality is no longer a factor. There were other options for solving the problem of the people's deception, but the rabbis were keen observers of human nature, and they understood that many people, when given an easy opportunity to transgress, will likely take it, even if they weren't looking for it. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen v'Amen. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.